Welcome to the Cosmic Savannah with Dr. Jacinta Dalhays and Dr. Daniel Kanema. Each episode, we'll be giving you a behind-the-scenes look at world-class astronomy and astrophysics happening under African skies. Let us introduce you to the people involved, the technology we use, the exciting work we do, and the fascinating discoveries we make. Sit back and relax as we take you on a safari through the skies. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 35. Episode 35. We've decided to dub this one Rising Stars, which, as you may remember, is the title of my planetarium film. <laughs> but so. it's not all about you. This episode's not about you, Dan. <laughs> exactly. So we, we, we're recycling the name and we're talking about some different sorts of rising stars today. So we'll be talking to some young and up-and-coming up astronomers from school, uh, university, and some postgraduate astronomers too. So some of the exciting young stars which are coming up in South African astronomy. But before we get into that, uh, what have you been up to lately, Dan? So last week was an exciting meeting of the African Astronomical Society, uh, which was recently reformed and is basically trying to bring together all of astronomy in Africa. So there's obviously a huge amount going on as we, we keep talking about week after week. And this is a, an official organization trying to bring together the professional astronomers and amateur astronomers from around the country and kind of unite forces in terms of sharing content and expertise and, and trying to grow astronomy in the continent in a, in a sort of coherent manner. So that meeting happened last week. I attended, took part in a lot of the talks and discussions about how we can better communicate. And obviously my particular interest is the science engagement and the communication of astronomy. So we talked about a few ideas of how to do that. Uh, we also spoke about the, the IEU General Assembly in 2024, which is very exciting and a great opportunity for us as Africans to bring together the astronomy community. It's going to be a, a nice rallying point uh, in three years' time. And finally, I gave a talk <laughs> um, at the conference on none other than the, the Cosmic Savannah. So I spoke a little bit about what we do, introduced people to the, the podcast, spoke a little bit about our, our impact and reach, and solicited input. So hopefully in the next few weeks, you'll be hearing some of the people we spoke to as a result of that conference from around Africa who are telling us about the exciting things they're doing. Yeah, thanks very much for doing it. It was a, it was a great talk. I, I managed to attend only a, a little bit of the AFAS conference, but I did attend the, the meeting of the African Network for Women in Astronomy, which was really great. So if you are listening to this and you are a woman in astronomy or a student in astronomy in Africa, then please uh, head over to the website. We'll put the link in the show notes and sign up and join. And this is inclusive and we would really love the buy-in from, from the men, from male astronomers. So everyone's welcome. Yeah, I joined up. It's a great opportunity for us to improve the environment for women in astronomy. I think there's a, a lot of work that has been done and a lot of work that needs to be done in order to do that. And understanding some of the, the ways we can do that is, is very important and something I'm, I'm very interested to learn more about. Awesome. Thanks, Dan, for signing up for that. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been attending another conference this week. It's the SKA Science Conference 2021, virtually, of course, and we're just a few days into it, but uh, I've 
presenting a poster on my giant radio galaxies, which we've talked about quite a few times now. Uh, and there's a lot of really cool talks going on, a lot of exciting work. The theme of the conference is precursor telescopes and the science they've been doing in the lead up for the SKA. So there's a lot of results from Meerkat coming out, also from ASCAP, the Australian Telescope, and the Murchison Widefield Array, also in Australia, Apatif in the Netherlands, and the Very Large Array in New Mexico in the US, and also the upgraded Giant Meter Wave Radio Telescope in India. So lots of exciting research going on and, and lots of young researchers presenting their work, especially from Africa. Yeah, we, we're always quite biased from an African perspective, but there's obviously a lot of precursor telescopes around, uh, a lot of work being done to improve radio astronomy push the boundaries in whichever way we can with the SKA in mind, which will be coming. So, you know, a lot of technological achievements and a, a lot of science, which is happening around the world as people prepare for the SKA. Yeah. And as part of that, you know, obviously we speak a lot about the growth of astronomy in South Africa. And in today's episode, we're going to be hearing from several of the, yeah, as you said, the rising stars of youth in South African astronomy. Yeah, so first up, we're joined by Indipile Matletiana, and he is a, a young high school student, so in his uh, second year of high school, and he is quite an inspiring fellow, and we'll talk to him a little bit more now, and you can hear for yourself, but Indipile has got involved in astronomy, uh, he's had an interest in astronomy, and got involved through the SASTA Astro Quiz. So SASTA is the South African Advancement for Science and Technology Agency. So they try and promote science and technology, you know, STEM subjects, and they they do that very effectively around the country. They support science centers, and and one of the projects they have is Astro Quiz. And Astro Quiz is is something which we at the observatory are heavily involved in and assist with, particularly the coming up of questions and things. And it's a great competition between groups of high school students around the country who come together through a series of rounds and until the final sort of round which which happens virtually at the moment but ordinarily would happen in Cape Town or, or somewhere else and you know there's prizes for the for the learners and it's just a great opportunity for them to learn a bit about astronomy they study away and, <laughs> and learn as much as they can generally about South African astronomy too and yeah, we'll we'll chat to Indipile a little bit about that. And then what he's done with that interest, he's amazingly started his own YouTube channel, also on Facebook, where he's trying to share some of the, the things he's learned on his journey. So he's making short videos, which are very approachable and easy to watch. And he's called it AstroLearn TV. And he talks a little bit about that. And we'll share the links too, so you can have a look. And hopefully that's something which will grow as he as he progresses in his career. Yeah, super inspiring stuff. So yeah, let's let's hear from Indipile. So today we're joined by Indipile Matlechana. Uh, I hope I got that right. Indipile, welcome to the Cosmic Savannah. Yeah, you got that one right. I feel welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Indipile is a uh, Exciting young astronomer. Uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about what he's been up to. Indipile, maybe you can start just by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, and where you're from. Well, I'm Indipile from Armanas in the township of Swelishe, in the small township of Swelishe. And I am interested in science, particularly astronomy. 
How did you get interested in astronomy? Well, it was from the Astro Quiz in 2019. So we had to stay after school and practice. So that got me interested in astronomy because we've learned so much throughout the competition. Although we, do not, we did not win the competition, but I believe that as the competition went, it planted the interest in astronomy. Hey, what grade are you in, Indipile? I'm in grade nine this year. So you're in grade nine. So yes. that makes you what, like 15, 16? Yeah, 15, 15, 15. this year. I'm still 14 <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, AstroQuiz, maybe you can tell us a little bit about AstroQuiz and how it works. So AstroQuiz is a competition uh, organized here by the South African Agency for the Advancement of Science and Technology, SASTA. And that runs every year across the country. Can you tell us a little bit about the structure, how AstroQuiz works? Well, it started off as online competitions. In the first round, we competed online. So we went through the first round, the second round, and then the third round was held at the South African Astronomical Observatory in Cape Town. That's where our last round was. You are a part of a team as part of AstroQuiz? Yeah, we're a team, a team of four. So each school sort of provides a, a team of four learners and then you go through various rounds. And you guys got all the way through to the, the final round then? We went to the semifinals, the round three. That's very impressive. So was this last year? No, 2019, last 2019. of last year. Yeah, well, I mean, well done. That's very impressive. And did you guys study astronomy to try and prepare for the, for the astro quiz? Did you do that with your teacher or did you do that as a team? We did it with our teacher, Miss Buyila, but sometimes we would just stay after school on ourselves. And then because it was very exciting for us, it was not something that we were somehow forced to do. We, we, we are in love with astronomy, if I should say it like that. <laughs> so, yeah, we would practice after school, every day after school. Hey, I love to hear that sort of passion. Uh, and now you've started a very interesting project called AstroLearn TV. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the AstroLearn TV, I started it uh, last year in September because I wanted to share what I know because the interest in astronomy didn't just end with the astro quiz. I wanted to let people know. I wanted to promote astronomy education, of which is what I'm doing now. So promoting astronomy education, sharing knowledge, and just speak to people about what I love, what I'm interested in. So that's what the Australian TV is about. And I make videos, I share them online, on Facebook and on YouTube. I also have a side program called Astronomy Talks with Indy Pila. I just do lives on Facebook. So it links with Australian TV. It's all about astronomy. But Australian TV, there's videos on YouTube. I upload them and then I share with people. It's brilliant. And how do you how do you select your topics? What are you covering? There's a book that we used, booklet that we used in, in 2019, the Astro Quiz, says your guide to the universe. So that's where I get topics. Awesome. And what sort of reception have you received from AstroLearn TV? Is it, I mean, presumably it's still growing, but have you received some positive feedback? I watched a couple of the videos. They're really, really good. You, you do some good research. Yeah, Australian TV has like showed me what I want to do, like my career, because I don't think I have any other thing that I want to do other than astronomy. So Australian TV is, is the way to go, if I should say it like that again. 
You were also involved in the the ESCOM Expo, is that correct? Mm, yes, yes, yes. And what what was your project for the ESCOM Expo? The name of the project was Solar Energized Luminosity, because in the place in the area that I live in, there are some informal structures that do not have electricity, but I wanted to provide particularly light for them. So these lights are powered by energy from the sun. So I created a, a light that gets energy from the sun. That's brilliant, man. And and how did you do in the ESCOM Expo? Because is that based on rounds too? Well, they said each year, it's like a different project each year. That okay. if, uh, if, if the competition is like in 2020, it ends in 2020. So you submit your project this year and then you get your results this year. But they told me that on the 15th of March, that's when I'll get my certificate. So I don't know how I did yet. <laughs> that's so, yeah, exciting. I would just say I'm, <laughs> I'm crossing fingers. <laughs> uh, so maybe by the, by the time this episode comes out, we'll know. Uh, we'll, we'll share it on the website, your result or your certificate. You can send us a copy. So what are your plans for the future? You're in grade nine, so you've got a few years left of school. Are you, you presumably going to carry on with Astro Learn TV? And then after school, you, you're hoping to study astronomy. Where are you looking at? I want to do maths and physics because this year we'll choose our subjects for next year. So I already know that I want to do maths and physics. And I have took a look on the universities or that offer. Uh, astronomy. So I've seen UCT, VETS. I think I already know which university I want to study in. Perfect. So you're in Hermanus. I know there's a very active astronomical society in Hermanus. Are you involved with them at all? I have met the chairperson, Piri. I have met him here at Sansa and we have spoke a lot and he said I should join the club. So I, I already, I'm already getting emails invitations i am quite involved with that that's perfect i think that's a great way to to get involved and there's they have regular talks about astronomy and i've given a talk there actually previously so is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners i would just tell the listeners to obviously like and subscribe to my youtube channel and they must also check out the the page on facebook astroland tv there they can also like the page and follow to get astronomy lessons because what I do, I already have questions. I already answer questions to people. So if you are interested in astronomy and you want to learn a bit more about astronomy, you can just visit Astrolan TV and get astronomy lessons. That's perfect. And we'll share your uh, links on the, on the website so that people can have a look and subscribe. That would be very good. Great, Interpile. Thank you very much for joining us on the Cosmic Savannah. We really appreciate it. And we applaud the the incredible work you're doing, the initiative you're taking. I really think it's fantastic to start these sorts of projects and and hopefully it just grows in leaps and bounds. Yeah, I hope it will also grow because that's, that's obviously the vision I have to see it grow. And uh, good luck with your studies. And I'm sure we'll be seeing you uh, in the astronomy community soon. I hope so too. Thank you for having me. Wow, that is so much initiative from someone so young. I know it's I mean it's 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 very impressive. Like 
when I first heard about Indipile, he actually messaged me on, on Facebook and, you know, showed me what he had done. And I was blown away. As you say, the initiative just to sort of take something that he feels passionate about and really, really want to share that with, with as many people as he can. It's something we're obviously familiar with ourselves, the feeling, but to do it at a young age and uh, with the confidence he's doing it within is great. Really admirable. Yeah, the, the, the confidence and the competence as well. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, and I think he, he's going to go a long way. And very nice to hear that he's he's got support of the South African National Space Agency and Hermanus Sansa. So, you know, he's, he's already interacting with scientists there. And uh, I think he's going to go a long way. Not just passionate about astronomy, but also astronomy education. So, obviously, he gets top, top marks from us. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so, leading on from Interpile, we also spoke to somebody called Tabo Malia. And Tabo was also an incredibly inspirational young man. We spoke a little bit about ESCOM Expo with Interpile. So, that's another competition which is run every year where students have to come up with a, a science project. They do some experiment or, or build some device. And then they share it and again go through multiple rounds until the, the finalists are chosen. So last year, Tabo was chosen as one of the finalists for his project. He built a small device to track the motion of the sun through the year. A very simple device and he'll talk to us more about it. And he was placed in the top four of the ESCOM Expo. So very, very impressive. And Tabo's from uh, Bochabello in the Free State in the center of South Africa. And he has now, just this last week, moved to Cape Town to study astronomy first year at the University of Cape Town. Fantastic. So straight into it. Let's hear from Tabo. So today we're excited to have on the podcast Mr. Tabo Madia who is a young and upcoming astronomer, all the way from Pochabello. And he's going to be talking to us a little bit about his project, who he is and where he's come from. Tabo, welcome to the Cosmic Savannah. Thank you guys for inviting me also. Hi, it's great to have you here. So Tabo, you have recently had a, a bit of media coverage. I saw you were on TV recently and you've been on the radio and the, and the media for your ESCOM Expo competition. Can you just start off by telling the listeners who you are, uh, where you're from, and, and maybe how you got into astronomy or how you got interested in astronomy. Well, my name is Tabo Madia. I'm from Botavero. And the reason why I got interested in astronomy is because we have good clear skies during the night here in Botavero. Light pollution here is very less, so we are able to see many stars and many constellations. So during the times when I will be outside during the night, I will ask myself, why did the stars form those kinds of patterns? Why are they different from our sun? And why do they keep shining? Like, why do they keep dipping in and off? And why are they there in the first place? So those kinds of questions that I was asking myself from a very young age, they're the ones that tricked me to love astronomy in the first place. Tricked you. Tricked eh? you. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like that sometimes. It's like a romantic appeal to stars and they really lure you in there. Yeah, definitely. That's what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were all tricked into this. Uh, but we're happy here. I mean that's that's great. And then you you got you got into something called the ESCOM Expo and you did an astronomy project for the ESCOM Expo. Can you explain to us just what the ESCOM Expo is and how it works? 
Well, the ESCOM Expo is a science exposition where young scientists like me around the country get the chance to participate with their scientific projects or engineering projects, whatever kind of project you want to participate with. So in the competition, normally you will try to come up with an idea or innovate someone's idea or however, do something differently. Just like me, normally when we do things, we will try to do them using expensive equipment and those kinds of stuff that we are able to get easier. So if you want to do things differently, like go for a homemade device and then do the same kind of research the way doing with that expensive device, well, you can do that kind of a thing in the ESCOM Expo. Or when you want to try to invent something and try to showcase the world about it, that's where you will try to showcase the world about it. Ed. What was your project that you worked on? My project is sunprints in the sky. Normally, when we do like the investigations or researches about the sun, we will try to buy a telescope or a camera or whatever else you will try to buy to do those kinds of researches about the sun. So I didn't want to do the same thing scientists do normally. So I wanted to opt in for a homemade observational apparatus. So what I was doing in my project is that I was investigating the movement of the track of the sun for a period of five months using a homemade observational apparatus instead of an expensive one like scientists normally do. So how exactly did this this work? How were you, how were you tracking it? Did you set up something which stayed in one place for five months? Or? I was using a camera tripod mounted with a transparent acrylic on it with an eyepiece that I made using stainless steel wire. So this transparent acrylic was a screen that I was able to see the sun passing through it using an eyepiece, but I couldn't literally look at the sun directly because I would be blinded. So what I did is that I used a trick, like I used a, a white paper and made a cross on it in the middle. Then I pasted the paper using bow sticks onto my eyepiece. Then I will use a bow stick also make a small ball of the bow stick and then use it and move it around the screen when it casts a shadow onto the center of my paper where I have made the cross, then I will know that that's where the position of the sun is on my screen. Then I will mark that position of the sun. And then did you do, you did this every day? No, I was not doing this every day. I was actually doing this after every two weeks. Okay. Mm. All right. So, and then you got this, this beautiful track of the sun over five months. Yes. Something you have to understand is that I was using the meridian crossing time for the sun. I like the same oh. time every day. When you do that, you are going to get the analemma. So I didn't want to get the analemma. I wanted to see the track of the sun. Could you explain for our listeners what the analemma is? Well, the analemma is the figure eight sign which represents the motion of the sun across the sky. When you look at the sun at the same spot, facing the same direction, every day the same time okay so you didn't want to you weren't trying to track this figure eight but you were trying to track something else yes you were trying to track where the sun moved across the sky from from Bocabello. yes and then at, at different times of the year so you can see kind of how high it is and how low it goes yes 
All right, and then and then you put this together, presumably, and presented it uh, at the ESCOM Expo. How how does that work? Is this obviously with COVID? It must have been difficult. Normally, I would imagine you all get in a hall and you have your stand with your with your project. How did you present this? The ESCOM Expo decided to do everything online because we cannot meet with the judges face to face due to COVID. So what we did is that we wrote our reports and compiled them everything, we wrote it down and then try to explain it to our level best, then send the reports to the judges, then the judges will read our reports, then judge us also. And how many how many entries do we get in the ESCOM Expo? I mean, how, how many people enter? How many students? Were there other guys from your school? Or? Well, there was only one guy from my school. Normally we get in the international level, we normally get more than 700 participants, sure. actually. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, well done, man. I mean, that's that's huge. So, And you were the one, one of the winners. Yes, I was one of the winners. <laughs> wow. Congratulations. What a huge achievement. How did that feel? <laughs> I was actually excited. I didn't think... I was not actually thinking about the award at that time because I was it was after my matrix. So I was still thinking about the exams. And I just found out that I have won the ESCOM Expo Best Development Award. And I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't even expect that. It's not even the right time for me to receive those kinds of awards. And how did you do in your matric? The, the results just came out. Well, I got three distinctions. And oh. <laughs> And all of the and all of the other subjects were level sixes. Oh, congratulations! That's fantastic. Well done, Tabo. Thank you. So, what are your plans now? Well, I'm planning to study astrophysics at UCT right now. Oh, great! So, you have have you been accepted into first year then? Yes, I have been accepted at the Faculty of Science for studying oh. astrophysics at UCT. Oh, that's where I am. So we can <laughs> we can meet. <laughs> Come and find me in my office. <laughs> well, but, when when COVID. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, but you know, I mean, when we, we're allowed is, back is into teaching, the... <laughs> still online, or yeah, I may even be one of your lecturers <laughs> this year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I might be a might be just a guest lecturer for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's very exciting, man. And then further in the future, is is astronomy something you see yourself carrying on with? I mean, are you interested in? In the stars, solar physics, uh, galaxies. Maybe you don't know yet. Maybe you don't know that. Well, actually, I want to go deep into the field. I, w- I still want to do researches about the stars, about the universe in the future. Also, I don't. I don't want anything to stop right now or after when I have finished my degree. Great. So you're going to keep it broad. Your interests yes. broad. Good. Yeah. Maybe we can convince you to come over into radio astronomy. <laughs> Or into podcasting. Oh, oh yeah, even into podcasting. Have you have you heard of the Square Kilometer Array? Yes, I have heard about it. I heard that they were building. I heard they were building many small telescopes that will make a huge one. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. So we've got one called Meerkat, which is in the Karoo. So there's uh, 64 of these dishes, these smaller telescopes, which are 13 meters in diameter. And eventually we'll get the SKA, which will be hundreds. You're already recruiting. Hundreds of dishes. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. (laughs) This is an excellent student. We want you. (laughs) Uh, Jacinta's going to keep a close eye on you. All right. Okay. I'm I'm (laughs) going to stop No, but it's excellent. You'll be graduating right when the SKA comes online. So we're expecting some awesome science out of you in the future, man. No pressure. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay. 
Fantastic. Great. Uh, well, is, there, is there anything else you, you'd like to, to share or anything you want to say to the listeners? Perhaps to other people your age or who would like to be, you know, involved in astronomy as well? Well, I would say if you have like, if you want to share something or you want to participate in the science competition, competitions or you want to try to solve some problems in the environment or whatever you want to try and to show the world, I think you should go for the ESCOM Expo because that's where you can get the best kind of help, the best kind of support, the best kind of judging, the best kind of competition. Like you feel that you are in the competition when you are participating in the ESCOM Expo. Like the level, <laughs> you can feel that you are not actually doing something for fun. You're doing it for your benefits and for the benefits of other people. Like it's amazing to be in that kind of com- competition, to be honest. That's brilliant. I mean, what, what, a, what a brilliant project that is coming Expo. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Thabo, and I can't wait to see you either in real life or virtually at UCT. Good luck with all of your future studies. Yeah, thank you, man. All, all the best for the future, and we'll be seeing you very soon, I'm sure. Thank you also. Again, very impressive work and uh, such clear vision from such young people. It blows me away. That sort of creativity and inventiveness is is not something that I had when I was that age. So I, I find it really inspiring and exciting to hear that he's coming to UCT, the University of Cape Town, where I'm at. Yeah, so uh, in the interview, we, we mentioned, you know, he should look us up if he is ever in Cape Town. And just this last week, he arrived in Cape Town and uh, took him around the observatory just the other day. Show, showed him what we're doing and we'll keep in touch with him and see how he progresses. Fantastic. I'm glad he made it to Cape Town. So both Tabo and Indipila entered the ESCOM Expo. Did they enter the same competition? Yes, so Indipile went through the AstroQuiz competition and now he has put in a proposal for the ESCOM Expo. So he'll be in the next round of the ESCOM Expo. Tabo was last year. Ah, the next round. So it's an, an, it's an annual competition. Ah, okay. Cool. All right. Well, good luck to him and um, congratulations to Tabo again. Uh, and now we are going to hear from some people who have finished their high school uh, education and have finished even their undergraduate degrees in astronomy at various universities in South Africa and are now moving on to postgraduate studies with their master's degrees. So we're going to hear from Sumari Hatting, who is in fact our social media manager for the Cosmic Savannah. And we're going to hear about her science. She's working on clusters of galaxies. She's going to tell us a bit about how the how the neighborhood of a galaxy influences um, the life of a galaxy itself. And she uses telescopes like Hubble and one day, hopefully, the James Webb Space Telescope, if it doesn't get robbed by pirates before then. <laughs> and actually, we have a guest interviewer on today's episode. Uh, it's Ricanzione de Reze, and he is one of the graduates of our, you may remember, Remember, we held a podcasting boot camp between season two and season three with our graduates producing mini episodes. So, Ricanzione is a graduate from that, and he is our guest interviewer today talking to Sumari Hatting. That's very cool. Looking forward to it. Hello, Sumari. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, and you? 
yeah, with the current state of affairs, especially due to the global pandemic of the coronavirus, how has this affected your work, having to work from home and otherwise? So working from home has definitely been challenging since I'm used to an office environment, but I have more productive days since I make use of a very strict and structured schedule. And I'm also enjoying my spare time with my family. So, so far it's going good. <laughs> Wonderful. So I understand that you're a post-grad student in astrophysics, of course. Uh, where are you based for this? Yes, so I'm a second year master's student in astrophysics at the Center for Space Research based at the Northwest University's Potsdam campus. Were you always based at the Northwest University Potsdam campus? Yes, my undergraduate studies as well as my honors was at Northwest University. So you are now registered for your master's and onto your second year. What is your research on? My research project is about surface brightness profiles of nearby central galaxy groups. Oh, wonderful. And can you give us more context onto what do you do uh, with your work, what galaxy groups are, density profiles, etc.? Yes, so this project is part of an optical observational campaign to observe the complete local volume group sample known as CLOGS, which is a statistically complete sample of 53 groups within 80 megaparsec from us. So galaxy groups contain galaxies which are gravitationally bound to one another with each galaxy within such a group will then be defined as a group member. So group galaxies have lower density than compared to that of clusters. I use Hubble Space Telescope data. So Hubble Space Telescope is a, it has a basic reflector with a 2.5 um, meter mirror and was launched into the Earth's orbit about 30 years ago. It's still in operation and it gives high resolution images in visible infrared and ultraviolet wavelengths so i make use of those in the visible wavelength and then i use different fitting methods to find the surface brightness profiles of each main member in the galaxy group oh my gosh that is major impeccable i have a number of follow up questions for that so you mentioned galaxy groups and galaxy clusters can you help us differentiate between the two I understand that galaxy groups have lower density than clusters and clusters are much larger than galaxy groups containing hundreds of or even thousands of astrophysical objects. They are more luminous and much denser because of the many objects it contains. Wonderful. And the more fantastic use. So you are working with the Hubble Space Telescope which is absolutely fantastic. Can you give us at least some more information on how exciting it is having to work with such a one of really historic telescopes in the world? Yes, it's a great experience. I I love working with Hubble Space Telescope data. I always get so excited when I see something on the internet about Hubble Space Telescope because it feels like, yes, I know something of this. So I'm always very excited. And I get my data from the Hubble Legacy Archive. And as I mentioned earlier, so I make use of data available in the visible wavelength. So it's very exciting. I learn a lot and I am also very excited for a new telescope coming in 2021, James Webb Space Telescope, which will be replacing the Hubble Space Telescope with even more high resolution images. So yes, that's a great experience to get to work with the Hubble Space Telescope data. Do you have any future outlooks, you know, with having to work on PhD projects, you know, personal growth and career growth, etc.? Yes, so I would like to start my PhD in 2021 
I'm not sure where I'm going to do it yet. I will apply and see where I get in. But I would like to stay in the research field that I'm busy with, based basically optical astronomy. And I would like to even go further, maybe use some of the James Webb telescope data. That would be really exciting. And yeah, so that is my plan so far. I don't have any detail about the specific research that I want to do. But what I'm doing now, I'm enjoying so much. And I would like to continue with that. Brilliant. Like, I am so excited about the James Webb too, and I'm not even an optical astronomer. <laughs> that is how amazing it is. So I have to ask this, you know, as a research student, we tend to just zombie in into our offices, into our work and focus on that. Do you have any outside office interests, like your endeavors to relax and also, you know, protect your mental health, etc.? Yes, so I like doing physical exercises such as swimming or even just plain cardio workouts at home. That kind of always gets me into the mood of just not reflecting on my day, but also just focusing on my next thing that I want to do and it clears my head. So that is definitely a hobby I have. And other than that, I always like to help out in the community. So I love community outreach projects, whether it's with schools or with university students or in rural areas, I love to help out there. And yeah. Well, excellent, excellent. Wonderful. So I may interest you that with the IAU coming to South Africa for the very first time coming to Africa in 2024, it would be really exciting to see you there. Hopefully everyone is going to be there and it's going to be major exciting. Are you also looking forward to like such other future exciting projects going on? Yes, definitely. I truly believe that whether it's a conference or any events where astronomers come together, I really think that that's a great opportunity for us to not to get to know other astronomers or other physicists, but to build yourself in the field and get to know concepts and talk with other astronomers. I mean, basically what we're doing now, communicating in science. So I would be so excited to attend that and to see you there. That would be great. Yeah, hopefully we see each other before then, but still, we'll be able to see each other. <laughs> so our very last question, what does your average day look like? You know, you're a scientist, you're a postgraduate student, you're working every day. What does your general daily routine look like? Say there's no currently ongoing, you know, apocalypse such as right now. What does your average daily routine look like? Before lockdown happened, my day started early in the morning and I arrived at the office between 8 and 9 a.m. And usually I have meetings every day. So I, I would definitely start my office day with planning the day ahead and making sure I know when to be where. Other than that, I usually work in the office until 5 or 6 p.m. And if I have a lot of work to do for the day, I would stay at the office until I'm finished with that. And that has dramatically changed, of course. And how, how has that change affected you? As in, like, I know you said this at the start, but can you contribute with that as well? Yes. So it has changed in a good and bad way. Good way. I still use my structured and strict schedule to plan my day and make sure I know when, when meetings I have online and when to work. So that's a good thing because that still keeps me productive. But in a, well, not a bad way, but a less great way. It has happened that there are some days that I do a lot more other things than maybe focusing on my schedule or my work. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Sumeri. That is Sumeri Hatting, a second year Northwest University Project Room student. Second year master's uh, in astrophysics and space science with the Center for Space Research. 
Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Enjoy your day. So I expect uh, this episode will be very well promoted by Sumeri. <laughs> if you, <laughs> you found this on social media, you know why. Yeah, Sumeri is our is our social media guru. Dan and I are not particularly savvy on the socials. We're not too bad, but we're not perfectly savvy. We're certainly not doing things like Indopile with Facebook Lives and YouTube. We, we, we're not that advanced. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've just fallen on the other side of the watershed for the millennial cutoff. <laughs> we're not that old. Come on. <laughs> uh, I feel older every day, but I mean, I think that's true for everyone. So Yeah, Dan and I constantly have arguments about what the latest hip social media is to be promoting this podcast on. So help us if you can. (laughs) All righty, all righty. Let's stop there. So to sum up, I think that we've we've heard from a few uh, very inspirational young astronomers or budding astronomers in South Africa. And I think that one of the, the amazing things we do talk about, as you mentioned earlier, is the incredible growth in astronomy in this country. And it's just wonderful to see these kids coming through. You know, it's it's not just a sort of statistics or money being poured in. These are real people who are doing really, really cool stuff and who are going to be leaders in the field of astronomy in the years to come. And they're homegrown, coming from South Africa. And it's it's really, I don't know, it warms my heart and fills me with pride. I think that it's a, a very, very exciting future we had we have ahead of us. Oh, yes, the future is bright. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think that's it for today. So thank you very much for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for the next episode of The Cosmic Savannah. As always, you can visit our website, thecosmicsavannah.com, where we'll have the transcript, links, and other stuff related to today's episode. You can also follow us on social media, the ones we know about, Twitter, Facebook, (laughs) and Instagram, at Cosmic Savannah. That's Savannah spelled S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H. Special thanks today to Indopile Matletiana and Tabo Malia for joining us. Also to Ricanceona Direce and Sumeri Hatting. Thanks also to Simmery Hatting for our social <laughs> <Again>? media <laughs> and to all the Cosmic Savannah volunteers. Also to Mark Olnut for music production, Janis Brink and Michal Wercek for photography and Lana Serai for graphic design. We gratefully acknowledge the support of the South African National Research Foundation, the South African Astronomical Observatory and the University of Cape Town Astronomy Department to help keep the podcast running. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to help us out, please do rate and review us and especially recommend us to a friend. Thank you very much. And we'll speak to you next time on the Cosmic Savannah. Dan, could you explain a bit more about what the device... uh, Oh, it's my blanket falling down. (laughs) 